0: What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Pixels podcast, the podcast about all the nerdy things we love and enjoy. And for those of you watching on YouTube with the visuals, you already know what's up. But unfortunately, we are not going to have my illustrious co-host Blake with us today. Um, Got some crazy things going on IRL. uh, So it's just going to be a little solo dolo today. Uh, But say hello to Jeremy, you know, my my favorite fill in. A man of little words, but of of much presence, as I like to say. But um, yeah, so for those of you that don't know the drill, that means this episode's going to be slightly different from normal. It's basically just going to be our in-depth recap of the most recent Critical Role episode, as I don't really have anyone to bounce off of for the discussion portion. So apologies for that, and uh, we appreciate you guys bearing with us, Um, but... Um, Before we get in straight to that recap, I'm just trying to think if there's anything else to talk about, but I think we've just got the normal, the normal to-do list on the announcements here. Um, Worlds Beyond Number coming down the pipeline as always, possibly going to be a solo recording for that as well. It kind of depends. We've got some more time for that. Um, So hopefully Blake and I can get together and uh, record a full episode for that, but at least throwing it out there that that may also be um, a me and Jeremy episode, but hopefully not. Um, <clears throat> in addition to that, um, join the Discord. You know, we always talk about that. There will be a link in the description below. Great place to come, hang out, watch um, watch Critical Role together on Thursdays, and hopefully start having some more frequent uh, Sunday fun days. We did start those back up, but this most recent weekend, we actually did not do one but it is on our plan to get back to those um more frequently and I'll probably talk about this in the discord as well but even if um you know even if Blake or I aren't there aren't able to particularly host one we would love for people to still just do it if it's something they'd like to do um so anyways all that to say is those are hopefully going to become more regular once again so yet another reason to join the discord um i think that's all i've got though um let me just double check some notes really quick. Oh, I almost did forget one thing. Our Friday live stream. Um, That should still be happening just because that is a quicker 30, 45 minute thing. So even though we couldn't do our full episode today, I think Blake will be able to make it for that. Um, and that'll be 1 p.m. Central time, at least if you're in the U.S. Um, so come hang out. Uh, Again, the Discord is a great place to drop some specific questions for us, if there's anything you would like for us to talk about during that live stream. Or, you know, if you're going to be there, you can obviously just come and hang out and talk to us in the chat in real time. Uh, But yeah, that's always been fun, and uh, Blake and I have really enjoyed doing those. So, bada boom, bada bing, that will also be happening this Friday. Uh, And with that, I think that's all we've got. So, I'm going to jump into the recap. And um, if you're new here, sorry, felt a cough coming. Um, If you're new here, we like to do the recap of Critical Role, and we cut that out, host it separately on our YouTube channel, Um, but we also typically do a full in-depth discussion. So to find that, you can always click in the description box below. But without further ado, let's jump into it. Episode 83 of Campaign 3, Ruidus. So this episode picks up with the party having come through the bloody bridge and having arrived on Ruitus. We um find ourselves in this encampment on the other side. Um, and immediately the crew just starts to take some precautions, realizing, you know, that they're not alone here. So the first thing they do is throw the polymorphed possum back into the bag of holding. Um, and cast Pass Without a Trace. And Matt actually has them roll a new set of initiative now just to make sure everyone is kind of in the right order as things are going to start progressing here. So their goal is basically to get out of this encampment. There's a lot of planning and a lot of chaos that basically ensues in this first half. Um, The first of which is this Thought Eater that they were fighting on Xandria comes through the Bloody Bridge and now arrives on Ruidus as well. And also we have a Juggernaut show up So the Thought Eater, you know, can't immediately see the party because they've already kind of tried to hide a bit. So the first thing it does is ring this bell, which is essentially an alarm bell that's kind of ringing through the rest of this encampment here. And this is where things start to go a bit sideways. Um, The party is like, okay, we got to get out of here. So the first thing Laudna does is casts Darkness uh, just to, you know, kind of help them stay obscured and hopefully escape. Uh, There's lots of planning, again, lots of chaos that's happening here. The party is running through the darkness, and they eventually come upon a fence. Um, They realize that more people are coming now due to this alarm bell. Like There's some more Raylorns that arrive that are mounted on these um, scaly creatures, and more members of the Ruby Vanguard are coming through the Bloody Bridge arriving. Um, so fcg ultimately banishes the thought eater which buys them a little time Um, and they decide that amongst all the chaos of like people filtering in here they're going to try to just blend in like as as opposed to just like fully stealthing they're going to do their best to just like blend into the chaos so they do that and um, they do manage to get a little bit tucked away successfully so they decide to transform into their gaseous forms which they still have access to thanks to keyleth Um, but not before Ladna gets out the scry ball to see if Odahan is around, and she is. The scry ball is pinging, so she is in this encampment with them. But they successfully transform into the Gaseous Forms and basically head out. Matt warns them, though, that the Gaseous Forms are fine right now where they are, but they may not fare so well in the Ruidian Storms that are around, so he's just kind of warning them. He also tells them that they are leveling up in this moment. So we are going to kind of break right here. This is the end of the first half of the episode, but Matt has them roll their HP and basically tells them, you know, like over the break, think about the level you're going to take when you level up. So we then pick up back for the second half of the episode and the group is flying away in their gaseous forms. They are basically trying to find the city that they saw through the telescope. Um, If you'll recall, back many episodes ago, the telescope that um, the Nightmare King built in Fern's parents' little hovel. So they're trying to triangulate like where they are on Ruidus based on what they can see from Exandria in the sky. And they think they have an idea of where that city might be. And it's kind of towards this mountain range that they can see. So they're flying toward the mountain range, but as they get closer, they do see like this storm is kind of consuming this mountain range. And Matt reveals to them that they are basically... In one of the eyes of the hurricane that like this massive hurricane that consumes Ruidus. So like they're currently safe because they're in an eye, but they're getting close to not being safe. So they decide, well, let's fly down towards like the base of this mountain range and see what we can see. And they actually do see a bunch of creatures. um, And they're like these buffalo-esque creatures, as Matt describes them, kind of running towards the mountain range as well. So they get a closer look and see that there's all these like alcoves and caves at the base of the mountain that they could potentially hide out in and kind of wait out the storm. So they decide to do just that, land in, and revert back from the gas into their normal forms. Uh, Ladna immediately gets out the uh Scribe Ball once again, um, and it is dark. So Odahan, at the very least, is not like directly on their tail or anything. Um, They look around the alcove that they're in and they see signs of like an old camp, like there's an old fireplace that was clearly used here. So this place has been used as cover from the storm before they reckon. Um, Chet decides to cast Grim Psychometry on this fireplace to see if he can learn anything about it. And he gets this vision of like this shadowy figure in the memory that is kind of gathering supplies and tools as the storm rages on outside. Um, and once the storm does clear, this shadowy figure kind of goes outside and there is a beast of burden out there. Um, but as the figure approaches, the beast suddenly starts to run away. And as it runs away, there's this crack in the ground that opens up and something eats this beast. So then the shadowy figure starts to run away from whatever that was. But the beast catches up or not the beast, the whatever ate the beast also then eats the shadowy figure. And that's where the vision ends. So Chet shares with everybody what he saw and kind of warns them that they need to be looking out for these things. So the party then take a short rest and are kind of waiting out the storm. And there's a lot of interesting RP that happens during this segment. Um, But one thing that happens is Imogen notices this red shimmer kind of in the air all around her. And it's kind of like drawing her toward Fern. Like their connection is like kind of Manifesting more physically now that she is on Ruitus, like she feels connected to other Ruitus borns. But she can't really describe it to anyone else, just that it's getting way stronger. And in this moment, Matt tells her that she gets a new feat. She can use her sorcery points uh, to now give Fern or any Ruidus born their spell slots back. Also, Fern can use her spell slots to give Imogen sorcery points back. So it kind of works in both directions. So, um, you know, they're talking about that for a minute and then Imogen decides that she's going to try and connect with Pradathos now that they're on Ruidus to see like, you know, if she can learn anything new. Um, so she closes her eyes and attempts to connect entering like this meditative state and she quickly drifts off and feels herself in the presence of this ancient being like sleeping if you will and she's never felt more connected or never felt more at home and she kind of just feels tugged down further and further until she can tell something notices her and it says welcome join us wake us and Imogen has to make a wisdom saving throw in this moment um, and she makes a 17. Um, Matt describes her will uh, as crumbling and she's pulled into this darkness Until she can start to see some lights, a bunch of lights, some dim and some bright, some really bright. Um, And she knows that one of these lights is representative of Fern and another one is of her mother. And they're all connected to each other. And they all say, wake us. And Imogen has to make another saving throw. This time she makes an 18. And Matt describes that she awakens from this dream with a scream. And the lightning scars all over her body are like glowing. Um you know, like hot embers, if you will. Um, <clears throat> Imogen tells them what happened and says that, you know, Pradathos is not awake yet. Um, and she's not sure if she's gonna be able to fight off this influence. Like if she tries that again, or you know, if if this connection tries to be made again, she's not sure if she's strong enough to resist. And she recalls how her mom her whole life has been telling her to run. And maybe that's because once you're in it, like there literally is no escape. There is no Resisting, So there's a lot of RP around this moment, the party talking about like their plans, what they should do and what Imogen's role might be. Um, just There's discussion of Imogen potentially being like crucial in this plan to wake Pradathos. Like maybe she is not just one of, you know, the number of Ruidusborn and more specifically, a number of the Exultant, which we know are even, you know, more important if we could put it that way. But Imogen is... Maybe crucially important and necessary singularly to awaken Pradatos. maybe not but it's at least possible so they're discussing all of these things and you know imogen is worried about it and oram basically says you know what like you're going to be tested like we're all going to be tested we really have no choice at this point like it's probably going to happen one way or another there's no running from it um <clears throat> so the rp is good here. It continues for a while, just talking shop and planning. Um, But then they decide that, you know, we need to get moving. There's other things we need to find out still though. Like we need to learn about the Imperium, uh, which is the faction of Rylorans that are working with the Ruby Vanguard. Uh, But we also need to learn about what other factions are out here. We don't know anything about this world really. So as they're packing their stuff back up, getting ready to continue on with the storm letting up, Um, they decide to put Pate in the bag of holding to see if he can see the juggernaut that's in there. So Pate goes in, but all he can see is like a void. So the party then decide to like try and reach in the bag of holding with the juggernaut in mind to like see if they can pull him back out. And they do grab a hold of like a shoulder and um, they can tell that the juggernaut is dead. It it died in there. Um, So they then talk about should they plant the All Minds Burn here, the piece of it that they, uh, you know, were tasked with planting on this moon? Um, but they decide this isn't a good spot. It should probably be somewhere like deeper in the planet. So <clears throat> they transform back into their clouds at this point and travel more towards where they think this city is. And they also they also have like a new heading because of the brightest lights that Imogen saw in her vision. They all seem to be in one place and they're also going that same direction. So. As they're traveling, they see more of these buffalo creatures on the ground, and they eventually come to what appears to be a small village that has a lot of these buffalo creatures um, around it as well. So They fly in for a bit of a closer look, and it looks like a smaller version of Zephra, we're told. And what's interesting is that only about 20% of the people that they can see here are Rylorans. The rest of the people are like creatures or humanoids, really, because they're they're people, not beasts. Um, But they're people they've never seen before. They're like much squattier than Rylorans. And Matt describes them as having thick, meaty hands and wearing heavy clothes. Um, And it seems to be that the Rylorans are keeping watch over them and ordering them around. So the party decide this warrants an even closer look. And they decide to fly down to this little shack that was left open by one of these squattier people. So FCG, Fern, Imogen, Laudna, and Ashton... Fly in and transform back into their um their real forms. And as they're doing this, the squatty person who left this shack open comes back and sees them mid-transformation. Um, and Imogen's like, you know, like you know, don't freak out. Um, and the person says, Who are you guys? And they say it in common, and that's where the episode ends. So Hitting us with another juicy cliffhanger of what the heck is happening there. Um, but again, this was episode 83 of Campaign 3 Ruidus. And y'all, I appreciate you again for sticking with us on this one. Uh, no discussion portion today. Um, but we'll have a we'll have a lot of interesting things to dive into the next time we get to sit down. Um, but as always, and even especially hit me in the comments with what you thought about this episode, since, uh, I don't get a chance to, you know, what's the word, I can't think of phrases. Nothing more is on brand than that, uh, bounce off ideas with Blake. I would love to bounce off ideas with y'all. So in the comment section, or again, in the discord, that's a better place to have a more active convo. So would love to see you there. Um, but yeah, y'all appreciate you for checking this video out. Um, and hopefully we'll be back to normal soon, but. Until then, we will see you um, Friday for the live stream if you'll be there. But if not, we'll catch you in the next one.